Kardashian at the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jaro. Hi, Jess. Hi, my friend. I really How are you? Look, I'm good. I really look forward to seeing you. I mean, I, I know I know our audience can't see me seeing you, but yes. I see so few faces. In, I mean, I see my my uh, work world, which are lovely, nice people. But like to actually – today um, – my husband's friend, Jeff Dutton, uh, stopped by to pick something up, but I didn't know he was coming by. And so the doorbell rang and I like opened, we have like the door and then the gate. And I was like so startled by like the physical <gasps> reality. Oh, oh God. Okay, mama, get down, get down, <laughs> get down. Come on, get down. This isn't working. You knew that it was going to be a thing. Okay, the cat is on my, I have a rolling desk. It's not a legitimate desk and it's wobbly and she was perched on the edge <laughs> and like a gargoyle and <laughs> and she it started Everyone's to, okay? It shook and I was like, my water. Okay, it's oh. fine. So you weren't expecting to see No, him? it was just very funny. It was just that thing where like, this is a person I used to see all the time. And for Somebody some reason, like. that I used to know. It really was like this feeling of like just unexpectedly seeing someone you recognize and not have. And I like didn't have a mask on. Like I just thought it was an Amazon package getting delivered. And it was so startling to see a person I know fully three-dimensional a person and I was like I basically hid I got too scared I was like oh hi I'll get Tim and then like went in my closet and and like just busied myself because I was so <laughs> unprepared to like see a person I didn't chat or anything and I was like oh Aww. my god I'm just very rusty well I I mean you know we're still in a bad spot here in Los Angeles but like I, one of my old roommates was like, let's hang out. Let's hang out. And I'm like terrified too. <laughs> I think that's and, what I mean is that it's like, I just, I'm so rusty that I don't, I don't know. I yes. don't know how to do any of it. Yeah. I'm like, not in person. It's in weird. person? How though? How? I don't, don't want to bring my whole person to it. No. <laughs> like you mean lower than my shoulders? I uh -uh. don't know. I uh -uh. don't know. Uh -uh. Um, <sighs> I just before we started recording, I watched uh, the Hulu. It's a movie on Hulu that's a stage show called In and of Itself. Have you oh, heard? people have posted a lot about this, and and it feels like a real like there. You can't say what it is without or or or, or it, I don't it was, know. It's like a magician. No, no, it's hard to describe, but yes. I think it's like one of those things where. You know, it would be it, if someone said it's good and you should watch it and you like live theater, it really feels it's like a a, a, a filmed version of his live show. OK, uh, like actually, it is like his live show filmed um, and it's really great. I like cried multiple times. Wow. Our friend Mark Rennie recommended it and I okay. texted him and I was like, I cried. He's like, oh, I cried a lot, too. And I was Ooh. like. For Mark Rennie. I'm so excited. I know, but I'm like, wow, Mark. It's just like a expert. I think like the, I would say the, the stage show, the stage play, not a play. It's just a one man show is an exploration of what it means to identify yourself in the world. Like, what mm. are you? Ooh. So, so it's like, that's why I say hard to be like, it's a this or it's a one man show that is not 
cringy. <laughs> no, it's giving, it's been giving me like, um, I, I assume it is very different than Nanette, but the feeling of like the way pe- people have posted about it, like this is a thing, it's different and just it's, watch it. Just, yeah, like a, like a just watch it is the sort of vibe. I mean, this sounds weird. It's a much more earnest than Nanette and less um, like, like I feel like in Nanette, like there was so much um, vulnerability about a specific trauma where it's like a little less. It's like the, I guess the white man's version of like, <laughs> who am I? Uh, so, but it's still like it, it did get to me. And like he, this guy is just really good at whatever it is he's doing. Uh, and it's directed Ooh. by Frank Oz. Ooh, yeah. I, okay, great. Sold. Big I need. Rex. I need Rex. I'm. I'm. I'm dangerously low on things to watch, even though I know there is infinite. Uh, we've been moving our way through uh, Search Party season four, which I texted you and Trish about. Oh no, mm-hmm. I talked about on Marco Polos, which Marco, no big deal. But I rejoined. Um, oh, thank God you did. I re- I was really proud of my dramatic entrance with my disgusting mask f- uh, face mask. It wasn't <laughs> disgusting. It was bright and pink. And for anybody who's listening, I love the Ordinary's A H A B H A mask, which is red, and it truly looks like blood all over your face. Uh, I, I was like, "Is that a vampire it, facial?" It looks exactly like blood. Did uh, you use leeches? <laughs> <laughs> So I rejoined Marco Polo after many months with my disgusting blood mask on, but uh, had a blast catching up with my pals. What a great app. Also, just on the opposite end of recommendations. So again, the thing I recommended was called In and of Itself. I watched last night the HBO. I watched the Denzel uh, Washington movie, The Little Things or All the Little Things. Yes. Did not. Good. Not great. Now, this has Jared Leto. Am Leto, I dreaming? Leto, Leto, Lotto. Okay. Um, it does. It okay, does. okay, okay. I vaguely know it. I don't actually know anything about what it is, though. It's not terrible, but someone was saying, like, actually, Mark Renekin was saying, like, it was, or no, maybe it was John Flynn who was saying, but I did a podcast earlier. That's why I'm talking about these people. Two, we um, should plug their podcast. It's great. Oh, it's called Two Old Queens, and it's Ugh. so fun. They right now they are going through whodunits, and they Ugh. rate it based on how gay it is. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the funniest people in Ugh. history, John Flynn and Mark Rennie, are just treasures, and this podcast Truly. is a treasure. Truly. Oh, so, so funny. I love them. Uh, but yeah, we talked about it. It's uh, I don't want to say it's bad because it doesn't feel right to just shit on stuff, but I, apparently it was written in the 90s and not rewritten, <laughs> so you just like... <laughs> like uh, brushed it off and we're like yeah I guess it'll be set in the 90s too that way we don't have to change anything <laughs> it's set in the 90s only because it was written in the 90s oh weird what a strange choice I, I think it's maybe so that like I, I think with like all kind of like it's uh, investigating a crime like you if you we have too much technology now that you have to be really to mm-hmm. really work around stuff mm-hmm. so so if it's pre-cell phone, that makes everything a bit easier. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not falling for Jared. <laughs> he doesn't get me. I'm done. I think I'm done. I think I'm just, I'm, I've, 
Yeah, I've just I'm done with that man and his. Yeah, you know, it's not about whether somebody is a good or bad actor. Sometimes it's about just like what is my incentive to watch them and their career and like, especially when I just you know don't too have... much of how he's behaved behind the scenes. Yeah, which is not not great. So not great. And I just am not. I'm just. It's a real simplest – I know the stock market is on the tip of everyone's tongue right now, <laughs> but uh, I just am not – I'm not buying what he's selling nope. is, the, is the simplest way to put it. Absolutely. But boy, does he chew a scene. He chews oh. his – Chomping his way through. Oh, boy. He really, <laughs> really – oh, he just really acting. <laughs> 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 he's fighting for his life up there. I mean, he's just milking every moment of it. <laughs> well, I have been loving. I I fell off of Search Party. I felt like it was too hip for me, too New York, too cool, and uh, dipped too back cool in for Jesse J's Snip Shop. I mean, even me with my little Snip Center. Uh, I I just felt like it was so New York cool, and like I'm not. Uh, and I just felt like it was too hip. But uh, I then we just dipped back in. My favorite power move is to not catch up and to just dip back into a show and see what, oh. what, what you can glean. So we just started season four. And guess what? It's fine. I, I generally understood everything. There's no real big gaps. Uh, and it is really fun. And I'm having a blast. I Loving should watch it. it. I need to watch it. That's on it's my It's very fun. List. There's some very fun cameos. I'm a big fan of Cola Scola, uh-huh. a New York comedian, and he gets a big juicy part, and it's just like he he's kind of like a villain, and it's just really fun. Uh, it's, it's fun to see those comedians like getting to – like clearly when things are written for people, you know? Also, there's a fun thing going on right now where everyone is watching things in waves. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, everyone was watching The Sopranos a few months ago. Yes, me included. Now everyone is watching Search Party. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just coming. Everyone's watching Bridgerton, which I haven't watched. I'm yet. not. Uh, yeah, we, you and I have both not fallen to Bridgerton, and I. Feel- I don't think Linda can handle it. <laughs> Your husband's alt. My ego. husband's alt. If you, are you kidding? What happens to my home if Linda watches Bridgerton with I all think that sex? She will flood the apartment. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know what Marcy's talking about, my husband has an alter ego on Twitter called Linda Underwear, and she is basically the horniest pervert that has ever existed i don't really know how to describe linda she's like a horny karen or something like she seems (laughs) no not karen because she she seems like a you know she's like a like a a very basic or even less than basic a less than basic yeah a dork do you hear a cat fight Mm -hmm. i do (laughs) my god stop it it's so hard to know when it's dangerous or not with the cats. <laughs> I think I trust you. <laughs> I'm like, well, sh- let's not kill it. Okay, let's get let's into news. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. We've got some actual news. Now, I didn't get to read this, this, this exit plan. Oh, you know how they give us articles that are Little, meaningless. I mean, there's no basic actual news on the Kimye divorce. So you can tell they're like, Calling back through things to create yes. like a through line, but because there, there has been no updates. 
they're like, if there were news, if it there would were, be, it would read like this. <laughs> uh, so essentially that Kim is beginning talks with a divorce attorney, Laura Wasser, that she, and she began talks in July mm-hmm. to start talking about extricating herself from this marriage um they you know had a really big fight over the holidays which is sort of put the pedal to the metal for her but what it seems like is they're going to make sure that all the shared belongings are divided before any any divorce happens oh like they'll decide they'll decide the decide the divvying up Yes, that, okay. you know, that it says Kim has had all of her and Kanye's financials and properties ready to be split. It's a very fair, fair, fair deal for everyone. Kim has all of her assets and financials ready for when she decides to file officially. Friends thought she was going to file in September, but she's holding out. That does not mean that everything behind the scenes is already done. So hmm. it seems like they're, I guess, mediating ahead of time. It definitely does feel like this this divorce is happening. Yes. And that they're getting their ducks in a row before. I kind of feel like the next two weeks could be. I mean, we're also building not to be gross, but we're also building up to the premiere. Right. Well, and we know it's going to be featured in the series, you know, the final season. So. So yes, it could be developed. It could be not developed. It could be uh, announced then. Um, but it's just interesting when you are that rich and when someone has been really just working your last nerve for a couple of years now. <laughs> How crazy too, not to do a big tip, but like, so we're in the the Kanye or the Kimye divorce like weeds. This episode. This vintage episode, if oh, yes. for anybody who follows along with us that we're going to recap at the end, is like the beginning. Yeah, it's Kimye. not. We're not trying to hide it from you. We're recapping Kim, yeah. Courtney, and Kim take uh, men, uh, New York, right? Yes, yes, exactly. And like we see what are like I remember these scenes as the like historic beginnings yeah. of Kimye. And it was blowing my mind that we would like be in the weeds of like the what is going to, I think, very certainly be their divorce over the coming month. Yeah. Uh, and uh, four kids later, hundreds of millions of dollars and all the stuff later. It's just like uh, I I have a an inkling that they never merged assets that much other than homes and properties. I think that's probably fair. I think that I mean, they probably no I, I would to. guess that like things like KKW Beauty are like, yeah, essentially separate or yeah. his record label or whatever. I think when people individually have enough money to pay the mortgage and the health insurance, they're not always mingling money because like, well, I don't know what's I think sometimes people will have a joint account. I don't know how couples do it, but I, I it used to be that all the money went to one account. And I think couples do that less and less these days. Yeah, it it is like it's definitely I mean, we finally merged into a bank account, but I like after getting married, but I also have friends who are married and who have who have been married longer than I've been married who have totally separate banking accounts. Like, I think it really is a time of like truly whatever everyone's most comfortable with. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, I, I bought hundreds of dollars of cleaning products recently. <laughs> and so if I had a husband being like, wait, Marcy, you're not working right now. <laughs> and I am. I feel like that's not the money I want you to be spending. I'd be like, none of your business. I will tell you the truth. my if, money. <laughs> if I had, if there was any questioning of the <laughs> of the purchases that appear it would be the quickest diverging of accounts possible <laughs> i can't if any, if there was any questioning cuz my what i spend money on is so absurd it's going to be bad when everything is open and we have vaccines and tim oh. is like hey jesse did you spend <laughs> $1,500 at a spa in one day. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah. And it's one of four. It's a four day sequence. <laughs> Marcy and I are spending four days straight at a spa. Yeah. And we what did I promise you? Shit. I promised you 30,000. I think I was like, I will spend 30 grand in a spa. <laughs> now do i have it i'll find it i'll find it i'll find it i'll I've be one of these the scratchers <laughs> i'm gonna be one of these GameStop people i will find the money <laughs> no yeah I, I i agree with you though i i would guess that they're uh yeah as businesses as entities probably have remained largely separate and it won't I mean, maybe be as messy the biggest clues are that he buys her million dollar stocks yes and it's like exactly. Oh, yeah, because like if someone bought it with your money, you'd be like, wait, no, hold on. No. Wait a minute. Why'd you buy that with our money? No, yeah. I bought it with my money. My money. It's on my side of the bank account. Um, <laughs> so also this past week, Kanye came back to California for the first time in months. This blew my mind. Like, I know he is, like, largely... I guess he was here for the holidays, but since... First time yeah. since an, uh, the rumors of the split have been announced. For sure. And, like, I think it's, like... I am very aware that he is, like, largely living his life in Cody in Wyoming, but still, like, this... the That this was a story was really interesting to me. Like, oh, he's not here, basically. I mean, and he gets off the plane wearing leather, Ugh. leather jeans, these and mustard and, sweatshirt. What is this? Yeah, it's like a a distress mustard sweatshirt <laughs> with with some brown leather jeans, and then his insane looking footwear. His Yeezy little it like looks like a croc went like traveled back in time. Like it's like a croc from the future came to like save his family or something. These are future crocs. They're These absolutely are... future crocs. Absolutely. Yes. They're like this uh, outfit is insane. Mustard sweatshirt, le brown leather jeans, future slipper crocs. It's like he wanted to go undercover, <laughs> but just didn't have anything that dressed down. So he's like, well, this this will work. I <laughs> This will work. This is barely any attention. Yes, this is muted. <laughs> muted. This is muted. Yay. And you know what? For him, I, it might be. But yeah. yeah. But well, also, yeah, he, he very clear. He's not living here, you know? And in this article from page six, it's essentially saying that Kanye understands that Kim is going to put this on the show, even though he doesn't want to be on the show personally. He knows there's going to have to be a spin. 
for her because she has to continue on with her business and he is just going to have to allow it. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way. And he doesn't own her and he doesn't like, I mean, I'm sure there's a world of like NDAs and everything that he could sue her, try to sue her to dust for putting it in the show. But I would imagine that the way that those contracts are worded and, and yeah, it just also is Kim's livelihood, you know, like, yes. Also, <sighs> you can't like, like it can't be an NDA that you're divorcing too. Like you're like, well, you can if talk you, about it. <laughs> I would, I would love to see the way that reality show contracts are like actually written in terms of like what is technically off limits you know because it's like by default you know can yeah. you imagine like what you've agreed to i would have to be so specifically laid out unless you just had a blanket gag order but when someone doesn't need your money that's not you don't get those right like well, well i think that's the, that is the big point is it's like kim doesn't need him you know at the end of the day so yeah. and you key. think she's signing an nda do you think kim kardashian is signing an NDA for someone else? I don't think so. She, she hands the pen to you. <laughs> She's not signing anything. Get out of here. Take the Get pen. You can keep here. it. I let every... I'm like, uh, like the White House executive orders. You get to keep the pen. Off Everyone gets their own pen. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's such a weird... I don't know. Such a weird way to wrap this all up. I know. Also, we got our premiere date. I Well, that's, yes. So, season 20. It's official. It's happening. We have a premiere date. But I would caution, as Marcy will too, do not get attached to this premiere date, everybody. Mm-hmm. If you've been with us on this journey over all these years, you know that quite literally the week of, it can shift. Yes. But in this moment, we are being told March 18th shall be the premiere of season 20 of Keeping Up with the Kardashian Kardashians, the final season. Yes. And I watched that promo this week. Yeah. And it is sad to watch. Sad. I felt really emotional. And I've really? never been I've never been so over them. I I felt the same where I was like, I am exhausted by these people i they have driven me into the ground i am (laughs) i am i am nothing but dust from their behavior especially in quarantine and then the magic of tv the magic of a well-edited trailer i was like oh no they're leaving could they have chosen a more poignant song oh it's uh, Sign of the Times by Harry Styles. Uh, how and dare it's they? like, yes, it is. It's a sign of the times. Even it's though we over. know, everyone knows though that they're going to continue. They've they're moving over, they're making something else for Hulu or whatever it'll be. But yeah, I, I felt I felt a true end of an era feeling. Like a true, 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 like yeah, just a bookmark of a moment in time. It's really yeah. intense. And it, it, yeah, it looks like we'll get, you know, there's the question of like 
Chloe and Tristan and having another baby, which I think the answer will be a big yes. Um, um, they tease that Courtney and Scott I know. Could, I mean, we wish, and it's just not happening. But yeah, I think uh, they did not mention, there was no hinting towards the Kimmy of it all, but we know that that will be part of it. But I'm ready. I'm really eager. I'm really eager for this season. I'm like chomping at the bit. Bit, bit, bit. Bit, um, bit, bit. Speaking of, we got our Scott and Courtney. Yes. Apparently he's ever so slightly jealous of her and Travis Barker. <sighs> you know, what is what can I say other than I'm happy? I mean, <laughs> I I don't know what it means. It's just like the trailer where like I don't know why I root for these two. But yes, I like want Scott to be jealous. Absolutely. And I I think he has a good reason to be jealous because he's dating children and she finally is dating someone that you're like, "Oh, they could they could actually work. And that's probably very scary for him. I'm sure it's like uh, because Courtney has like had so many dalliances with like these like little babies who were, you know, nothing. Baby boys. Little baby boys. Like the idea of like a long standing friendship developing into a relationship is pretty like formidable. You know, yeah. and and a grown man with a huge like career and life, and like it's just not, yeah, that that the, that they are very much like equal status. It isn't a high status, low status, which is what been what Courtney and Scott have done for years yes. is dating people who are who are lower status than them. I mean, I'm just looking at Scott's previous relationships, Bella Thorne. Ugh. Sophia Richie and now Amelia Gray Hamlin. (sighs) Babies. And, you know, the kids already know Travis. Yes. (laughs) So, like, the question of, oh, like, are they, like, they might even like him a whole bunch, you know? He... He he seems like he's probably pretty well ingratiated in the family. He probably yes. knows Scott, you know, he like, like lives down the street. So they've yes. known him for years. So it just feels like if this is real and this is and they really have feelings for each other, like, oh, this seems pretty likely. The plane issue is the only issue I'm seeing, which we it's discussed just, last week. But we know she loves a yacht, too. So I think it's going to be okay they will sail around panama through the canal (laughs) it'll be fine (laughs) it'll be fine so then uh we had this is unremarkable but uh, i thought it was interesting because this family is so not an au natural family and we know they go get everything lasered and fucking blasted off their bodies, every hair, everything. So Chloe posted a very sexy photo of her, basically just her midsection. And she's like sucked in. She's sucking in. She has the teeny tiniest little waist you ever did see <laughs> in a bikini covered in sand. And so she has like, I guess, stretch marks. These are like the faintest. I mean, I'll take it. But she just has these like faint, faint, faint stretch stretch marks visible on her derriere. And people noticed it. And she was like, 
I love in the caption was I love my stripes with a zebra like uh, referring honestly, to his stretch marks. Looks like she just laid on a towel. I mean, here's the thing is it's like I feel so complicated about it because yes, embracing of stretch marks is like wonderful, especially for this family who gets again, everything blasted off their bodies. But also, it truly, it's like the world where we call J-Lo and Beyonce curvy. Like, to call these stretch marks is also such a reach. <laughs> also, it's like, I, I don't know, like, like you are going around with a 20-inch waist being yes. like, I love my stretch marks. It's exactly. Like, well, yeah, because you're, like, it is the slightest flaw on a body that has been pulled and like puckered exactly like that we're your eyes are drawn to this itty bitty 14 inch waist and then it's meant to be this like body positivity like this stretch mark positive. again of course i'll take it i will take it uh opposed to the like as a, uh, compared to the opposite but i just like it is such a um it's just like dangling uh something shiny you know to yeah. distract you is what it largely feels like you know it, yeah for me it, it just really like smacks of um objectifying women's bodies constantly yeah. and never stopping it. It, it even yourself and like to be like like you know she's repackaging herself she's no longer the crazy funny sister now right. she's also the one who meditates and posts Dumb makes me platitudes and is embracing her minimal minimal stretch marks which is fine all of it's fine that's but what it, i mean it, is that it like it's it feels fine. fake it's a reach and it's fake though exactly so that photo came because there is a especially trip. when everything around it is photoshopped jess that's what's driving <laughs> yeah. crazy about this <laughs> like, i wish you guys could have seen marcy's hands i didn't want to say it but i just have to say that like say everything else around this is photoshopped and she's like oh i embrace it's like well you didn't embrace anything else but that's what <laughs> i mean is that it's like stretch marks from your butt in, your butt injections like it's just like i i would lo i love this pretend of like this body positivity space like you know for anyone who follows like a lizzo or somebody who like is truly showing their real body all the time and demanding that you see it accept it love it cherish it like it is so actually the real deal and like this idea of a woman showing the faint, the faintest <laughs> of stretch marks uh, and being like, like, like essentially dipping a toe into that universe. And while there is like in the same photo, this like, I mean, it's the same thing as like the waist trainers and all of it. It's just like, ugh, which is it? Which is it? I'll only respect the only queen of surgery I respect is Larissa from 90 Day Fiance. Mm. Her body is fully made by surgery, but she tells you about it all the time. And she's like, you know, she's like, the doctor made my abs, but I will keep my abs. Like, she's I'm just like, I'm not, that's, that's like the hard part to parse is that like, I'm not an au natural queen. Like yes. I love, I love surgery to maniacs. Like, and I love anybody doing whatever they want to their body. And we've talked about it so much on this podcast, but it's like, my beef is, 
like representing is what you are not and that it is just just like it's a poser it's a poser well they're posing because they're in turks and caicos everybody not really news i only thought it was news that it, it it seems to be some kind of girls trip so it looks like kim uh, well, it's tr- it's uh, for Stormy's it's third birthday. For Stormy's third birthday, it, it's Kylie, Kim, Courtney, Chloe. Is that all of it? Uh, all then of, we everybody have, but Kendall. And then uh, we uh, have Victoria and Stassi are also Stassi. there. They are in Turks and Caicos. And if you're keeping track, yes, Kylie and Kendall were just at an absurd villa in Mexico simply a week ago. Now they're in Turks and Caicos. They are not living the lives we live. Um, This is this, this water. I like watched the video of this, this turquoise water. I just can't believe it. I can't. I'm upset. I'm mad at myself for how jealous I am of this trip. (sighs) I'm so jealous i want to go anywhere but i also don't want to be around people how do i make it happen how do we go oh my god it looks so beautiful this compound they're staying on is only thirty two thousand dollars a night we (laughs) could figure it if you could just spare a few days of spa treatment (laughs) i okay I would, I would, I will put my 30K of spa treatments towards Turks and Caicos for a single night. Okay. I would do it. I'll do it. And I'll do the other night. So we could go for two nights. So we'll go for two nights. You're the, I'll do the first night 30K. You'll do the second night 30K. Now, do you know where I can get a loan? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will, uh, yeah, I'll, we'll we'll take this offline and get into our our finances. But I, I'm on board. God, I want to go. Oh, uh, I want to go. Well, a lot of the headlines have been like, Kylie breaks COVID restrictions. It's like, well, I don't know. Like, yes, am I furious for people traveling all over the world and living their lives as if we're not in a pandemic while it's really at like its deadliest peak? Of course, I don't like that. However, if no one in our government is going to enforce anything, then <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, say, like, what am I doing? Like, why? Like, if like, you can storm the Capitol, yeah. if you can storm the Capitol and be like an elected official, <laughs> like I, I, I don't know what we're talking about in terms of like holding anybody to any standard of anything. Like, yeah, I think just, we've just entered a phase where like, I think you're just doing what you want to do. Yeah. And then people don't like it. And then you don't get to say that you were right. Even like, you know, like we all get to have our little opinions. Uh, it's such a crazy it's all it's yeah it's i think a lot of us have hit the moment in the pandemic where we're like how is this still happening how are we here what is is it february and we are coming up on a year i could scream and i won't so I will move on to the next uh, aggravating story, which I don't know if it's aggravating. It's not really a story, but I just always feel like it's worth noting. So in this Turks and Caicos trip, uh, Kylie posted a bunch of photos, and I just am still so surprised by the – I believe the term is blackfishing – but the this thing, like they're these sexy photos. She looks great. She's got this gorgeous braid tube dress hottest hot 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 
And these baby hairs are just like combed so specifically. And it's like Kim does it too. They all do it. And it's like they're box braids. And sometimes I'm just like, I cannot believe we're still here. I mean, I shouldn't comment on this, but obviously I'm going to. I think it's not like the box braids because the reason why I'm, I'm not saying that it's not a preparation. No. I know that it is, but I don't think that anyone has been told they couldn't wear baby hairs to work or to school in the way That's that fair. black women have been told they're not their hair is not professional for, for, you know, for decades and decades. So um, in that way, I'm like, uh, yeah, I could see how someone if, if you're of a, a culture that's like this is specifically from us. Yeah, that like maybe that would irk you, but it's it's it doesn't hold I've the same. Irk- I think irking is probably yes. the word where it's like irking is the perfect word where it's like and even I know that looking at it where it's not like I assume and again I am not a black woman I do not get to speak to this from any authority but that it's like that you're like ugh because like the Kylie and Kendall are fully white women <laughs> they yeah have appropriated so many facets of like black female culture in their bodies. And, and uh, so I think sometimes it's like when I see the baby hairs, I'm like, okay, this has just got to like great, but also you're right. Like it's, it is not necessarily in the same category probably. I mean, but like I said, I probably I shouldn't comment on it, but that that's my like feeling of it all. Also, did I tell you that earlier on uh, in our pandemic, I was like, ooh, maybe I want to dermaplane my own face. Maybe that's yes. a fun thing. And I accidentally like kind of got a little bit of my hairline. No. So like... So now you have a baby hair stitch? I have more. I, always, I already have a lot of baby hairs. I'm just one of those people that has like, I'm always got some little like wispy things all floating around my head <laughs> like it's a aura but uh but now I'm like oh these are pretty uh spiky little things coming up <laughs> I would love to see you have some like really styled baby hairs well it's just like they're just kind of stand up so I'm like well I guess I don't get to do anything else with them they just have to do that right yeah what do I care I, I don't dry my hair anymore I'm just living me too. Existing in greasy we, hair. You guys can't see us, but we have such long hair. Marcy such and I are in awe hair. of our hair. It is so long. And I it's cut mine myself. So I mean, so, I'm, about, I'm pretty close to doing it. I have some pointers for you. Oh, good. Okay. Like good. if you do choose to do it, it's. You learned. Yeah. I, le- I well, learned some lessons. Sorry, <laughs> hard she, learned it's lessons. Some hard learned lessons. Well, the last news story. This really did rock me. Apparently, one of the alleged robbers from Kim's Paris robbery in 2016 has written a tell-all book about the heist, complete with, as this Fox News story describes it. Strange and funny details about the reality star. So Eunice, Y-U-N-I-C-E, a boss who is accused of swiping 10 million in jewelry from the celebrities, uh, like basically wrote this tell-all. And it's 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 so strangely like this. This is the quote. He's accused of swiping 10 million. He revealed that Kardashian and her secretary brainlessly called 911 for help during the ordeal, despite being in France, where the U.S. emergency line is useless. In an excerpt published to the French magazine Closer, quote, our two beauties, 
her two beauties stubbornly tried to call 911, the emergency call from the U.S. Not very efficient when you are in Paris, Abbas mocks in his book. I sequestered Kim Kardashian, dot, 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 dot. So he's like making fun of Kim, apparently. I don't really mm. understand what's happening, how somebody, I mean, of course I understand what's happening. Like he. Wait, this is the weirdest thing. He also revealed that he ended up with the star's cell phone and received a call from singer Tracy Chapman moments <laughs> after the heist. <laughs> That's so strange. Right at the moment I cross a police car scouting the neighborhood, I jump at the sound of an incongruous cell phone ringtone. This is like not. Do you think it was by. like, like, was it you got a fast car? Yes. In front of my incredulous eyes, a name appears and the screen lights as it lights up. No way, I must be tripping, he writes in the book, adding that Chapman's name popped up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting because he this crime did not happen in America and he was not prosecuted in America. Because in America, there are laws against profiting off crimes, right? Like you can't write. Yeah, yeah, you, yes. Or exactly. maybe you can. Maybe you can if it's not murder. Well, well, yeah, because I, uh, I we know OJ made his book, but well, then that's all, he wasn't he yeah. wasn't convicted, so like yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I know that like I I believe there are laws where you murderers cannot write books about victims and profit off of it anymore. <laughs> I mean, it seems surreal, but I guess it's different when you're just. You know, harmlessly putting someone, sequestering someone in a sequestering bathroom. like a jury, like a. I sweet- mean, I guess it. Wow, what a shocker! This guy's a piece of shit. Oh, I was boy. gonna say, I just, I think the takeaway is that this is, uh, this guy's a piece of shit. This sounds like a piece of shit thing. So let's not read it. But yeah, I guess uh, different rules. Different country, different rules. But I I also said that now that I'm thinking of it, like, I mean, the Wolf of Wall Street wrote a book. uh, Yeah, I guess you can just write a book. Maybe I know nothing ever and I lie constantly. That's probably it. Uh, Same with me. Yep. You know what? I think it is the same exact for me. Well, should we take a little break before we do some recapping? A break. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? You guys know Jessica and I talk all the time about our therapist and how much we love her and how important mental health is to us. That's why we're excited to talk about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment that's so convenient. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. Now, BetterHelp is not self-help, it's professional counseling. So that means you can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And this is all without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, which is really important right now because we cannot be leaving to go to a waiting room. No, thank you. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. Plus, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. 
One of the best things now that everyone's telecommuting is that this service is available for clients worldwide. And there's a broad range of expertise, which maybe you don't have available in your area. And these are licensed therapists, professional counselors, and they're specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQA matters, grief, self-esteem, and anything you share is confidential. You guys should really try out BetterHelp. It's convenient, professional, affordable, and you can go check out their site. They have new testimonials posted daily so you can see what other people are saying about BetterHelp. Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It is professional counseling. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener of Cardishonet, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash Cardishonet. Join over the 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Cardishonet. Okay, let's do it. We have a fresh new series. Yes. This is exciting. It feels exciting. And I think we're going to make, we have enough weeks where we're going to get like uh, pretty far into this. And I'm very excited about it. Yeah. We are watching Courtney and Kim take New York season (sighs) one, episode one, life Mm. in the big city. So how did we get here? We... Well, if you listen to our episode last week, you that's how we got here. But uh, the, <laughs> the ladies have decided they're going to open up Dash New York. Uh, Chloe couldn't come with them because she is with Lamar. Lamar, Lamy. They're going to Europe or something. They're probably filming their own show at the same time. Mm-hmm. Scott is there with them. Mason is there with them. And it, it's just the dynam- the undynamic duo of Courtney and Kim. It is such a strange chemistry, uh, and I'm I'm so excited. And I and this really I realized that this was right about when I really started watching the show. Mm. Like I remember watching the Kanye scene and stuff. Like I uh, this this was really when I think I like became way more of a diehard, which is so strange because it's such a this is a one off season. It. Was Never to be a- seen again. Oh, yeah. I thought. I think it's just a one-off. You're right, because then it became the Hamptons. Yeah. It was Courtney and Chloe take the Hamptons, right? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure this was just a one-off. And like, yeah, now the the, sh- the family is in full spinoff mania. I mean, so, so smart. B- between the end of season five, which we just watched, and the beginning of season six, which would have come back in the summer, we will have had... This, the spinoff, uh, Courtney and Kim in New York and Chloe and Lamar. So it, it's like, it's like March or February, this airs. And then by April, Chloe and Lamar airs. And then I think June season six starts. If you really think about, cause I assume that Chloe and Lamar are filming sort of at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. How sad for Chloe to be going through all the darkness in that marriage while having her sister so far away. I know. All she has is Rob, who's also going down into the pit with Lamar. So this this is sort of the beginning of, I would say, like 
what becomes a really dark chapter, you know? Yeah. Like the the Chloe and Lamar like demise and Rob's like descent and then, you know, Kim's hiding marriage. away. This is like a really they're at such like ascent, you know, they're they're really at the at the peak of their fame in a sense, but like they it's it, it's a lot of darkness starts to just like eat into this family at this and time. It's so interesting to see Kim of Courtney and Kim take New York versus Kim now. Like yeah. what a transformation. Whereas Courtney hasn't changed at all. At all. Courtney is the same. The person. same, if not a little worse than she used to be. I know. I know. She's like more vulnerable and like Anyways, okay, let's okay. get into it. So we land in New York. We're running. We're yeah. wearing, I guess, PJs or some shit. We go to the penthouse of the Smith Tribeca, which I have walked past many a time mm. when I used to work uh, down in Tribeca. Um, it's got a cafe out front that I've never seen people at. Mm-mm. Never once seen a person at. I feel like that's a lot of Tribeca. Tribeca is hard to describe for somebody who hasn't like been there or seen it. It's like strangely like dead, you know, but it's, it, it's close to so much. It's because there's a lot of businesses down there that are like office buildings and like yeah. cool like studios and stuff. So people don't live there so much. So after working, you know, after work, there's not as much you know, like foot, traffic. foot traffic and people out and about and like kind but of the have- Manhattan that people would assume is like it's it's a quieter part. The same way all of lower Manhattan becomes like, yeah, pretty but quiet. You got bubbies down there. I love bubbies. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Kim is marveling. She's never been to New York in the wintertime. Courtney's wearing a Gucci fedora. They're <laughs> they're so this is like the season of hats because Kim's wearing a big ass hat in the intro. Their hat crazy. The head accessories, like you can tell that they think New York means hats. Yes. Well, I mean, also, like, you do need to wear hats in New York. It's cold. 90% of your body heat escapes through your head. This is true. Yes. So, yes. but like Courtney's wearing a turban. <laughs> Like, she looks like Nick Cannon. <laughs> she it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. It's a lot. But we, so they, they arrive. They check out their what are going to be their digs. And it's the penthouse. It's like it's very it's it's a lot hipper and more beautiful than I was expecting. Uh, uh, I have some remarks. OK, let's hear. <laughs> I think it looks like shit. I mean, I was just not expecting like it to- It's so small. It's really small. I was like, but I think I was expecting it to be like multicolored like Miami or something, you know, like the set deck or that horrible apartment from the 4th of July visit, those friends from last yes. week's apps. I was like, oh, okay. These are small, but like uh, I can live with it. But yeah, they're really small, really, really small. small. But I they, mean- I lived in New York, so I understand. It's uh, hard to get a big place, so... <laughs> It's pretty crazy, though, to see it on TV. Like, it really yes. is, like, jarring. You're like, like oh. how do they fit the camera crew in and there? And a baby, all of it. But they – so they they have the penthouse, but basically we learn that they've no- – okay, so so Kim is immediately jealous of Courtney's room. 
and wishes she had it, even though there's a baby that will be staying in that room. And, you know, we learned that, like, they're sort of, like, explaining their dynamic in a way that I thought was interesting. Like, Mm -hmm. basically saying that Chloe and Courtney are more affectionate than Kim and Courtney are. And the editors give us a package of uh, Chloe pulling down her pants and smacking her and dragging her around. They're like, that's love. <laughs> she calls it lovey dovey. She's like, they call it lovey dovey. <laughs> um, so Scott has his own room, mm-hmm. which is so strange because I believe in Calabasas. He was living with Courtney at Kim. I thought so, too. I was like, uh, they were like, well, they're not ready to live together. And that's the whole storyline. But I was like fairly sure that before they came out that they were essentially living together. Yeah. But that for whatever reason, they're painting it as they don't live together yet. Scott's doing weekly therapy. He's 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 working on himself after his horrible, horrible fallout in Miami. And he knows it's Courtney's decision, but he, for now, is staying in his own room. I have a theory about all of this. Okay. I don't want to, like, get ahead of us in the story, but I think that for production's sake, they're like, okay, we we can only get one penthouse, and that's it. Then the other rooms are standard size rooms. And Kim was like, well, great, I'll get the penthouse. And Courtney's like, well, I should get the penthouse with Scott. And she's like, no, Scott, this isn't Scott's show. Scott's not getting the penthouse. And so Courtney's like, fine, he'll, we'll share the penthouse and I'll take the bigger suite with Mason. And then Scott can have his own room. And I think that might be yeah. the setup here. I think you're right. Which is why exactly she gets right. so mad later. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're exactly right. Uh, so we go out to a bar called Scott Bar. Scott's not there. Um, Kim waggling her little butt as she walks in at the photographers really got me good. Waggling is the perfect word. The only word. Just, just, just like waggling. A little, just like a little duck coming out of the water. <laughs> single, single Kim's energy in this whole episode is just, uh, you just wish you could bottle it. Uh, it's just to, magnificent to know you're one of the hottest women in the world, like in that moment in time, you're hot, you're famous, you're still in your twenties. Mm, you are no, single. Is she? Oh yeah. She's about to turn 30. Yeah, 30s that, coming. Yeah. So, so like you just, could you imagine having the world by the, uh, I mean more of a, it's everything. Everything. She just has it all. You can feel it. It's crazy. Now, who is Carla? Do we know a Carla? I've never met a Carla. I didn't recognize a Carla. Carla. She she shows up and they're talking about hooking Kim up with guys at the bar. Kim needs a businessman. Carla says Wall Street's dead now. And I was like, what is she talking about? There was a a crash in 2010. Yes. So (laughs) it was very funny. This like, you need a businessman. You need a Wall Street guy. Well, not right now, though. (laughs) And it was like strangely topical. And I was like, wait, what? Because it's not the housing crash. That was in 2008, right? Yeah. But it was another smaller crash in the in early part of. I but- guess I was just like, oh, okay. But yeah, they, Carla, Carla, we've never seen. This is her New York friend. She's really happy. Kim's there. And while they're at this bar, uh, Kim recognizes a guy over by the bar. 
Um, and she knows him. His name is Michael. She sees him and they had shot a thing together many, many years or five years earlier. And she thinks he looks like the guy from Twilight. But not, hotter. But hotter. Not the vampire, the wolf guy, yeah. whatever his name is. Um, Team uh, Jacob. Jacob. I thought yeah. of it. We thought of it. We got there. So, but it's very interesting. This whole episode, you like learn a lot about like Kim's hard rules about like dating and chasing and gender dynamics and everything. And so, because Carla is like, oh, let's go basically say hi. And Kim's like, I don't chase people. Yeah. And is giving Carla a hard no. Hard no. Also, just could you imagine being like, I need to be with a businessman? <laughs> no. <laughs> I truly couldn't. I couldn't. I, I would be like, I, I don't even know what that means. Everyone who works is in business. <laughs> like... I think, yeah, it's it's what tells me there's like an arrested development. You know what I mean? That it's like the idea well, they that they don't you have jobs. Of, they don't understand right. what jobs are. So it's yeah. like, oh yeah, a briefcase. That's business, sexy. Business. That's they wanna, sexy. It's like, does she think she wants to be with someone who Scott's pretending to be? Right. Like we like the the way that Scott dresses, even though his his outfits do not match his occupation. And yes. that's like but it yeah, I'm like very curious about their concepts of masculinity and like occupation, you know. Yes. It's yeah, especially being like up and coming with that much money. I guess she's not like super rich yet, but you know, you would have to imagine she's breaking the millions at this point. Yeah. I mean, we know. There was the the famed uh what was it? The famed Bentley episode. We oh, can yes. never forget. I mean, I guess there's always more money to be had. So back at the hotel, Courtney and Scott, they Courtney comes home. She's bailed on Kim because she thinks Kim <laughs> sucks anyway. She jumps <laughs> on the bed. I just when people get on the bed with shoes, I have oh, such a visceral reaction. Same. She's got a complete like cocktail dress on th these incredible puff sleeves that are gorgeous. These huge like sculptured puff sleeves on this dress tiny little cocktail dress, big old sleeves, the hugest heels, huge, like six, five and a half, six inch heels and snuggles into bed like a maniac. Like you're in New York city. It has germs that are centuries old all over. The <laughs> Especially Tribeca. I bet she stepped in some 1800s horse shit, you know? Yes. Like bubonic it, plague i mean to just especially now living in this like pandemic world to be like what you can't getting in your bed with your shoes on is one of the craziest things look, i can imagine if, if you're listening to us and like ooh, i did that look you can't look back you can only look forward never do it again never I, do it again i'm just also i think the world you're just one of two people and I, I and I noticed that Tim will leave his shoes on for hours and be home with his shoes on, sitting at the on the couch with his shoes on. When I walk in, the the um, the speed with which I rip shoes off my feet, how quickly I want shoes off when I'm inside. I, I just think I can't imagine feeling comfortable with a shoe on. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you and I both wear pretty comfortable shoes, but I think <laughs> a lot of women, we're not given, like, I, you know, Tim's wearing some sneaks, right? Exactly. So, 
He's comfy. He doesn't need to. It's just more like I just, it feels so strange to me, the idea of like having shoes on in your home. But I take my shoes off and I've always since immediately take my shoes off and I wear flip flops around the house because I don't like my feet touching the ground a lot. Oh, that's interesting. I started doing that. Weirdly, though, I will walk outside barefoot. What? You'll so you'll take your your flip flops off to step outside. Yes, I don't want them. Like they're the inside shoes. <laughs> if they, you start wearing them outside, then they're not the inside shoes anymore. I see. I see so, the conundrum. You need outside flip flops. So, well, I don't mind walking barefoot. I'm a little country girl. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, I we could have a whole podcast about foot habits. I think it's I <laughs> truly think everybody it's like cuz it's whatever you were raised with, right? And, yeah, and I don't walk around barefoot all the time, but if I'm like just running, I've been definitely caught outside barefoot for longer than I meant to, like <laughs> especially in the winter where I'm like, well, I'm cold and my feet are on the concrete and I'm chatting with my neighbor. <laughs> no, no, no. Little, well, cold, yeah. little tootsies. Um <laughs> So Courtney, Courtney's got no problem snuggling in bed with giant heels. Barf. It's bizarre, but Scott's very happy. She came home early. They're, you know, the whole headline is they're vibing. They're vibing. Courtney are vibing. Courtney's super rude about her sister being single and basically is like, yeah, I'm watching Kim talk to these losers. And I have this great guy down the hall. (laughs) Down the hall made me laugh super hard, too, by the way. (laughs) I have like, a great guy staying down the hall talking Scott's about the father a, of her child. Scott has been a good guy for all of four minutes at this oh point. Oh my God. She is so eager for him to be a different person. It's <laughs> She's shocking. like, he's changed. Everything's different now. She doesn't even know what he's like as a good person yet. She's pretending that he already is a good person. She's never met him as a good person. No. And he is so perfor- and like. That's the other thing is that it's like, I want that for Scott too, but like we know that it comes with age in a really different way for him. And yeah. in this moment in life, it is so performative. Oh him my Him like gosh. laying in bed, reading a book, not, you know, he's, he, he it is such a like, uh, it just feels so insincere and he Absolutely. wants it to be so true, but it's just not true yet. Scott is so interesting because he is really watching someone that at one point I would have been like, that guy's a sociopath. But you watched him learn empathy. So I guess it's just like, that's not what it was. That was, he was emulating sociopaths. I, I really think that. I think I think you're right. I think, and I think he's emulating a lot of behavior. Like he emulates mm-hmm. like the concept of family and he emulates the concept of intimacy with a partner. Like, I don't think he's incapable of it, but I think he like fakes it till he makes it basically. Yeah. And like, I think that is his survival mechanism. I bet it was also really hard to be in a relationship with Courtney who is not vulnerable in any way. Not at all. He's so much more vulnerable than her. Like you see it in, I mean, at least on camera, that's very yeah. much their dynamic. But I mean, so, I mean, you know, people who have addiction problems, it usually goes hand in hand with like exactly. being such a raw nerve. Okay. We cut back. We're at Scott's bar without Scott later. <laughs> Carla is like, I'm going to go up to the bathroom. But she really goes to the bar to fetch this guy, Michael, who was on a show called Beyond the Break. Uh, And so he comes over and he's immediately has 10 hands and they are all him. I'm so bothered by the way this man starts touching him. 
Get your little mitts off Kim Kardashian immediately. He's pinching her cheeks. He's hugging her. It's like it is so grating. Like, ugh. And meanwhile, Kim is mortified. She's really embarrassed that Carla, like, asked these guys basically to come over. She's like, in Kim's world, this is like an absolute no that you would, like, ask guys to come over. But they're hitting it off. They're having fun. Kim seems to not be bothered by his, like, handsiness. Yeah. And she keeps dropping hints that she's single. She's into it. And then Carla manages to get his number. And it's a success. She's happy. Yeah. And Kim is like, I'm not going to call him now. So laugh. Laugh like I'm saying something funny so they don't know we're talking about them. I was like, that's so funny. Dude. God, like, it made me laugh. <laughs> drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Laugh. Laugh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> just so funny. And then the very next scene. Oh, my we God. are at the, so- the location for the Dash store. This is so an home. iconic scene. Kim, Courtney, and designer Greg are talking about fabric from floor to ceiling to the floor and this and that. And Kanye texts. Oh, Mr. West. And he's going to come by. He walks in so many paparazzi. He is Mm. wearing the deepest V I've ever seen. This was... I forgot that this was like if you wanted to dress as Kanye for Halloween, this was like what Kanye, he wore a blazer and a deep V and like crazy glasses. And that was like his whole look. Can I tell you I got butterflies? (laughs) I did too. Marcy, I I really can't. That's what I mean. Like it's just the cycle of life. But like to watch two people falling in love and know that like, oh, I'm going to cry four children are ahead of them and like the life that they're going to live and build, even if it doesn't work out, even if it doesn't work out, like just still to watch the beginning of like two single people, the, their chemistry is insane. Kim is out of her fucking mind. They're both, they're both giggling their heads off at each other. They're obsessed. They're giggling. I've never seen Kim like this. She's a lunatic. She's Courtney like is so jealous. She's like, she loves to flirt. God, she's a flirt. It's like, but they're absolutely giddy over each other. And it's like, look, there's a lot to be said about like celebrity and celebrity marriages and reality TV and blah, 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 blah. I think it's pretty incredible to have like a document like that, to have like the, for all of time, uh, what would anybody give to watch themselves like flirt with the the father of their children before they were even dating or like, yeah, it's just, it's just beautiful. Like truly not to be like overly schmaltzy, but it's like, it's a beautiful little record of a moment in time and in pop culture and to know so much is coming, you know, and as we know that maybe their marriage is ending soon, but, you know, maybe he is her t- her Richard Burton. Yeah. Exa- I just I – just She always wanted to be Elizabeth Taylor. She does love Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Elizabeth Taylor had how many husbands? Five, I think. One, and one of them twice. Yeah. Richard Burton. Burton. Richard yeah. – yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that, like, that's – for Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton was the one she always loved always. the most. And they were so – uh, cataclysmic together, but I don't know. I just think it's like 
I'm already put my money on them getting back together. I know. It really, like, <laughs> it really makes you root for them. Uh, it's just a really special scene. I recommend anybody go back and watch. It's it's just as, like, a pop culture piece of history, watching Kanye West walk into this empty store. And, I'll, and I remember watching it for the first time. And he is just, like, obviously obsessed with her. And yeah. she is in love with him. And it's really incredible. She tells him that she's about to turn 30. She's having a big party in Vegas in, like, a month or so and invites him. And he and goes, like, he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's She's just- like, would you want to go? And he's like. Ah, uh, yeah. His voice is so high. <laughs> this whole his voice is so high. I couldn't believe how high his voice was. Oh, it's just so sweet. And so then even sweeter, Scott uh, walks in with their friend Shiva. And <laughs> when Kanye sees Scott, he goes, Wow, he dresses amazing. <laughs> Kanye is bowled over by Scott. Yes. Uh, there's like, it, and then there's just this like montage of them all laughing and hanging out together. There's like one quick shot of like Kim, Courtney, and Kanye basically playing some kind of like hand clap kids game <laughs> for one second. I was like, what was happening? I don't know what went all went down at this hang, but uh, it's just a really like iconic scene uh, scene it's it's I, amazing i think what's so interesting about it not that we're going to talk about it for an hour but that in this scene we both m- see them meeting each other at the base of who they really are yeah yeah she's on tv and she's like doing all these things and kind mm. of like you know in love with the paparazzi he when they introduce him to the friend he goes, like, Shiva, this is Kanye. And Kanye says, I think she knows that. <laughs> <laughs> and it, she, they're like, Kanye, don't say that. <laughs> it's like, that's who he is. Like, and, he, and Scott was like, of course. He's just saying it like he's got to be Kanye. And I was like, this is who, like. All they are. They're being their mess. Scott's in his suit. Courtney's in love with him. They're about to have a second baby. Like everyone is at their most truest. Like you're right. Like their most core, core, core self. Yeah. yeah. It's a really beautiful moment. I Even, really. <laughs> Courtney at her best still cannot stand Kim in her success. <laughs> oh my God. She's like, she's the most boy crazy I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this Kanye was like, you know, such his his rise was like yeah. now. So, um, okay, we're back. But, at yeah, the- back. At, but moving on, it's just yeah. exciting. Go back I, and watch it's it. It's an iconic scene. Yeah. Uh, back at the Pennells, Scott and Courtney are having some room service breakfast. Oof, Kim made me miss wa- room service. <laughs> I know. Kim walks in and she's like, I thought we were having breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> This little sad scene. It Kim was, is so annoyed. So funny. And she's like, I'm beyond annoying. She calls them beyond annoying. And it is so rude. It's so rude. They're being rude. They're being rude. Kim is a third. It, we, we're getting a little bit of uh, some heavy third wheeling. And keep in mind, Scott does, isn't supposed to be there in the morning, technically. And so then she finds out that. Uh, he stayed over. They were watching movies late. He slept over. 
So you can see Kim is piecing it together. And then we get them. Next, we have Courtney and Kim at uh, a, like a furniture store called Arterior. I wrote shopping for bowls, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> a big bowl store. It's just a store of fancy bowls. Like, oh, here's a gold bowl. Here's a wood bowl. Uh, <laughs> Dash needs so many bowls, you guys. I guess they needed bowls. And they so. Kim's annoyed and she's basically like not is she but she refuses to be like actually confrontational with Courtney so she's like is Scott gonna be staying over every night wait <laughs> and they Jeff, get I in- focus so much on the breakfast aspect of this fight because it's such a strong through line where she's like I thought we were having breakfast and then the next scene she's like you could have at least ordered me breakfast like she- <laughs> She's so fixated on the breakfast and it comes up later. She's right. She's right. (laughs) She's absolutely right. But we get this like, yeah, basically we get the beginning of Kim being annoyed and she's like, oh, well, what is what's going to happen? And they don't resolve it. And then (laughs) we get this scene with Scott and Courtney and Courtney is ready to talk to Scott and out kind of out of thin air. Yeah, she's like basically nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. There's no nothing preceding it. No real moment. Courtney's like, look, the you know Miami was a really uh, really bad for us. Blah blah blah. It was low. Eight months later, like it, it's been amazing. Blah blah blah. And basically, it says, let's move in. Let's have you move in. Yeah. And Scott is so happy. He says, my life is my family. <laughs> like a mobster. <laughs> I mean, that's what he wants. Then they do the nastiest open mouth kiss. Oh, this kiss. I don't nah, like seeing nah. tongues from the side. Ugh, it's when bad. you it's see a-, a tongue enter something else. Ugh, it's a bad it's kiss. Porn, it's fine. But yeah, it is a lot. And then he picks her up. Marcy, he picks her up because she's tiny. He loves to pick her up. Everybody loves to pick Courtney up like a little doll. And he says, let's take it to the bedroom, little girl. And I say, yikes. (laughs) (laughs) If your boyfriend says, let's take it to the bedroom, little girl, I guess I'm judging you. I don't love that sentence. I just don't. I'm putting something together that I don't like that I'm putting it together and I never want it to. So Courtney is the size of a child. And then after that, he's only dated actual children. Oh, no. He likes likes a child. Lock him up. Lock Lock him him up. Lock him up. What about his emails? Yes. Um, (laughs) Then we get maybe my favorite scene other than the iconic uh, Kimye scene. This gym, this gym scene. Oh, my God. Courtney and Kim are in their little stupid, (laughs) like, underground gym in their building with no – they have so much makeup on. It is shocking. Kim's bronzer to blush, like – because this was – we forgot, but their contouring became – Iconic. This was like the, what they were most known for was their severe contouring, and the severity of Kim's contouring and insane lashes and eyes. In and and Courtney is also done up to to the nines, but the two of them are holding these teeny tiny little weights 
flinging them around aimlessly, pretending to have this workout scene, and I lost it. It's I mean, so funny. What would Fit Girl Mel say? <laughs> This was before they like knew that it was cool to be fit and they were just like skinny girls who stayed skinny <sighs> and they never like you can just tell these are two people who like ha- do not even think about working out. Oh my God, it made me laugh so hard. So uh. court in the middle of the two of them are flinging little hand weights around so willy nilly with the thickest quarter inch of makeup on their faces. Um, Courtney tells Kim that Scott's going to move in and Kim is not having it. Yeah. She gets so mad that she says, whatever. (laughs) This is really not even what I signed up for. (laughs) What a comeback. Kim is so bad at comebacks. It's so funny. She gets much better, though. She does get better. She does get better. The least interesting one to look at. You're right. You're right. She really, especially in this exact dynamic. And I loved this whole little thing. She gets super mad and storms. Courtney calls her a drama queen, to which Kim storms off. Yes. (laughs) And then Kim immediately what does anybody do after they fight with a sibling with anybody close to them they go out on their patio overlooking new york and they call a boy to ask him out well you know (laughs) in the scene she says i thought it was going to be you and i hanging out together right that's not what she's upset about no what she's clearly upset about if she goes to call a boy right after this she's upset about really feeling like the third wheel. Kim Kardashian is not designed to be single in this Mm -hmm. world. It is not in the stars. It is not destined for this woman by her own choosing to be, she, she is not built for it. You watch all of her like gears whir and sparks fly and everything is grinding against itself because she is not meant to be single. Yeah. Can't I, function. I hope to see a different future for her. With, when it I agree. To uh, I, I think, think, I think maybe 20, I think 2021 Kim might be. Yeah. Because I think she proved to herself that she could, you know, have the family. But I truly think in this era, you're watching her say over and over and over again, how much she wants to be single, how she's never been single. She needs to be single, but we watch her never really be able to sit with it and process it. She is so upset. I've had so many friends like that. Me too. Or you're like, yeah, you're just hopping onto the next dick you find, (laughs) pretending like it's perfect, ignoring all the flags. I think it is a real challenge in this life. Being single is such an important piece of the human existence. Oh, you know? well, great! I'm, f- I'm fucking get uh, what I what I get a medal. I'm platinum yeah. single. <laughs> I'm triple platinum single. But you, but the point is, you know yourself really well, right? Oh, yeah. And I, think I fart that- whenever I want. <laughs> I think there are, and I'll make it very gendered. I think there are many, many, many women who have never really had to spend time with themselves and get to know themselves and take care of themselves. And like, I think it is the most important 
I mean, I'm biased, but I, I just think it's like a, the, the one of the most important pieces of the human experience is if you can, is to live alone, is to be single, is to understand what it means to take care of yourself and spend time with yourself. I, I will say that you learn that doing what you want isn't selfish when you're single for a long time. Yeah. That that like because I feel like so so many especially the women I know that are, that are in relationship after relationship they really kind of orbit around other people and fitting everyone else into like you know even if they're not like at the beck and call of their partner it still is very much like this is always a package deal it's yeah. always got to be like whatever they're doing or you know I have to yeah. kind of like make sure they're okay and when you're single for a long time you're like all right, what do we want to do today? <laughs> <laughs> I really think that that's like uh, an incredible life skill, you know, and to be able to like take yourself out, be good company to yourself, like go spend For a day with yourself, like maybe spend like, over a year alone in your house with, uh, in a pandemic. <laughs> like, I think it's a, an incredible gift. And I think like I I, I a fucking felt like, hero. <laughs> I really but like I know it's it's not one in the same, but like I watch Kim in these episodes and her energy is like manic. And and a big part of it I think is I, I mean, I don't know her, but I, I really think it is about like a nakedness, you know, and, and a lack of identity, you know, without without like a big football player or a big superstar next to her, like she, this is like a really interesting growing period for her. And it doesn't last long as we well, know. She also has such a like old fashioned sense of femininity yeah. that she like is like, if I'm not married and having kids soon, then what am I doing when she's doing so much? She's else? like building one of the, what will end up being one of the biggest like celebrity empires in history. And we're yeah. still watching a woman say, what's my worth <laughs> if I'm not? I still never wait. I know it wasn't. Uh, I, my nephew turned 14 this past week and we got on the phone and he was telling me about, you know, I don't know how we got on the subject, but he was talking about women, like a, a person he knew who had a baby that was almost 40. And he's like, that's, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I think they were 38 when they had a baby, and that's uh ooh. we agree, right, Marcy? Right, uh, Aunt Marcy? That's Marcy, psycho. I was like, uh, I don't know. I think people can have babies when they're older. He's like, Yeah, but it's not good for you. <laughs> and I was like, You're it, it, you know what? He's right. It's not good for the woman. Like, you, yeah, <laughs> you I, should I don't relax. disagree. I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but you, you it's relax. a little more nuanced. Let's yeah. just say it's a little more. You know what? Let's apparently, get him on the phone. Apparently, 14 year old boys. I was like, Oof, oof, Brock. I, I literally was like, Oof, buddy. But on. it is also funny because remember, like, there, the, the thing I always think about is that at certain ages, other ages sound like oh, I yes. remember. I remember being in college and there was a guy I interned at a radio station. Cool. And there was a guy. Yeah, really cool. And a guy. So I would have been like, whatever, 2021. 20, and there was a guy who was 26, 26. And he had like been a banker or something. And he was like starting over. He wanted to do a whole different thing. And honestly, it sounded the same as 60 years old. <laughs> I was like, ew. <laughs> Like yeah. 20 at 20, 26 
sounded so gravely over the hill. I couldn't believe he like what embarrassed himself by interning. I mean, a 26-year-old intern, let's take it aside. But just the concept of 26 at 20 was so old, I like felt gross for him. <laughs> Gosh, I was very into older people. So <laughs> I just like did I like was obsessed to I think with youth for in that way. And I like didn't know older people. And my, yeah. you know, my sister was probably the o- oldest person that wasn't my parents that I knew. And she's three years older than me. And I was I, like, like consistently was attracted to men 12 and up 12 years uh, and older. 12 years old sorry <laughs> i'm disgusted no like I, uh, yeah i was like yeah 10 years older than me is fine not that i ever really dated anyone anyway let's get back to this i don't want to talk about it anymore <laughs> no let's open up our our chest i already had therapy today i'm not doing this again okay <laughs> so so, so she calls and she makes a date is they're going what to Kim serendipity oh uh, i didn't know it was real it was i used to work not so far away from there so every now and then what part of the city it's on the east side but okay. like not upper east side it's i want to say more like in the 60s and i worked on like uh, 57th Street on the east side. So every now and then, me and the girls <laughs> would be like, let's go to Serendipity for lunch. It was hard to get a reservation. Because it's of- really cute. So for anybody who doesn't know what they're referencing, this there was a really wonderful, charming movie. John that Cusack, was right? Cusack. And then was it Kate Beckinsale? Who Kate plays- Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. And it's just a charming little New York classic rom-com it's wonderful and it's called serendipity there's and serendipity is famous for their frozen hot chocolate oh is that the big thing that they get they get a frozen oh hot my god i literally wrote in my notes what are what is this drink is it a big coffee or a sundae what is it <laughs> it's a frozen hot chocolate i don't know how it's different than a malt but it is uh she's talking wow. about did you know upstairs they filmed the movie and you can rent it and he's like Ooh, maybe we could watch it together i was like is this what's is this how people have sex later? Yeah, I was like, is this a date? Is this how dating conversations go? Did I ever do this? This is the weirdest energy. Their I, energy is so uncomfortable. I I've hate it. Catching up on The Bachelor, uh, and I had a realization that attractive people just don't ever know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> This is like nails on a chalkboard as far as I'm concerned. And maybe it's why I don't watch The Bachelor. He's like also touching her. And he's like, he's like touching her shoulders and her back. He also keeps calling her cute, which drives me crazy. And it's just, it's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch. He really has an attitude of like, you've wanted this for a long time. Yes. And And I just don't think he's like being... I know I'm biased, but he's not being like deferential to the Kim Kardashian. Don't fucking touch her. I guess he's talking because about? he was on a television show once that he and she's a reality star that like he's. Ugh. I don't it know. really. I was like, I'm not into this guy. Get out of here. This well, guy does not deserve Kim. Don't worry, because in the next scene, well, she invites him to come see the view at the penthouse. And he's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. but so they're on the terrace. Um, Wait, can I interrupt? Okay, go ahead. In the elevator conversation, it's the eighth floor they live on. And he goes, oh, awesome. It's my favorite number. I, you and know I was like, 
What? Wait, Jess, I heard that. I didn't write it down, but I was like, yeah, it's a really good number numerically. <laughs> yeah, uh, duh. It's a great number. But I was just like, the idea, the few nuggets of like thought that this man barfs on poor Kim. <laughs> I mean, she's no rocket scientist, but I was just like, oh. Anyways, they get to the terrace. Yes. Yes. And he goes in for the kiss. Immediately, like, I'm sure there was more going up, but he goes in. For, he's like, oh, you're so shy. You're so funny. And then he, I think, he, like, that's what I'm saying. He thinks that he, is it's in the bag for him yes he, he totally for- thinks it's in the bag and when she pushes him off <laughs> oh that's great. our girl that's our girl and we hear from her uh, vo she says she wants to stay single that's the goal she doesn't want a boyfriend she doesn't want to fall in love she is trying to really be single kim which really caught me by surprise um because i actually did think she seemed to like him like she, she didn't seem put off by his flirting and stuff. And so I was a bit surprised, but then, oh, oh. next scene, Kim oh. is screaming, Kim's screaming in the apartment. Yeah. Remember <laughs> there's a tiny baby somewhere and she's, Scott's like, what, what? He's terrified. Kim is screaming, running around the house. Courtney, Courtney, We find out it's hit the press. Somehow the press has found out about her date with Michael, this man, and it's all about her new man, her new man. It's, it's Kim K has a new man and Kim is distraught. She says, this is why I can't date. She's spiraling. If we didn't point it out enough, this is just hours after the date. (laughs) Yes. It's the same night. (laughs) Same night. And so basically that, but then unexpectedly Scott really is, there for her. And yeah. He's like, look, you got to live your life for you. And basically is like, look, we have your back. It doesn't matter who gives a flying fuck. But then he sort of like awkwardly transitions it to being about uh, him. And he's like, look, and, and, and also I know it's weird because they may not be, you know, the best guy. <laughs> <laughs> and Kim's like, Oh no, thank you, Scott. And like they have a little sort of like a uh, reconciliation of sorts, I guess. And now I guess Scott and Kim are cool, cooler than they've been. Even yeah, though he, they definitely didn't have like hard drama. I think that, you know, post Miami, they just were like not probably, she probably wasn't too keen on him. Yeah, but she was always the person who's gonna walk outside to talk to Scott. That yeah. was always her role. I, I love that when he was like, it's just innocent. Look, of course they're going to say you fucked him. They're going <laughs> to say you sucked him and fucked him. And like, he's like, but you know you didn't. But boy, they're going to say it. Oh, the other thing. He ends the sweet moment when <laughs> after they hug and he says, all right, I'm going to go jerk my little dick off. <laughs> I'm so glad Scott is here. New York Scott, I'm so excited about. He is obviously like feeling himself, but not in that gross Miami way. Yes. I know there's a lot to come, but like I'm ex- you can tell Scott like plugs in in New York into a version of himself that's like a true, real, More I think very authentic. like off. Auth- yeah, that's the- totally. It's like a really authentic version of himself. Um, and it's great. And then Kim and Court have a nice little moment where, you know, Courtney's like, sorry about not, you know, making you the third wheel. And Kim's like, it's okay. Just like order me breakfast every morning. Oh, you know what I really want? The granola and fruit. Uh, Jess, I laughed so hard. 
<laughs> I'll try not I, to make you the third wheel. Could you just get me the granola and fruit instead? <laughs> and then, then Kim starts beating up Courtney with the pillows. She's recreating. And- she pulls down her pants and slaps her ass <laughs> like Chloe would. And she says, I'm the new Chloe. And is literally like slapping her bare, Courtney's bare little butt. Her mic pack is like just jiggling around. Uh, <laughs> and it is... It's really sweet. It's just honestly, that is that is like mainlining Kardashian gold to me. A shot of like Kim pulling down Courtney's pants and smacking her bare butt while her bike pack falls between her butt crack (sighs) is like just in the same episode. I get to watch like Kanye and Kim start dating. It's a good era. It's a really good era. That just mainline it for me, please. I want to say the next like four five year the next four years of this family is like the height of realness where you get to see some real like falls from grace for people and it's it's amazing it's it's, i'm i can't believe and then and then that this is the same time as chloe and lamar like this is this is an era uh, that yeah this is the icon this might be like the iconic year it's peak peak Oh, I'm so excited. Well, we're going to keep on chugging through uh, Kim and Courtney Take New York. Um, We're watching it on Hulu, but you can find it, I'm sure, lots of places. We release new episodes every Monday. Check out our website, Kardashianet.com. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. Check out our Twitter and our Instagram and our little Facebook page. Email us at Kardashianet at gmail.com. And thanks so much for listening to Kardashianet. Bye. Bye.